It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kasservans, and this is our look at the 2016 Detroit Tigers. I am joined by Jason Beck, and Beck, you covered this team all year, of course, and the way it ended in Atlanta, heartbreaking for the Tigers. Uh, there were so many scenarios on the line going into the final weekend of the regular season, so many thoughts of crazy tiebreakers or, you know, playing five games in five days in five different cities, but ultimately the Tigers bats just got shut down and they didn't get any help from uh, the teams in the AL East. Yeah, it, uh, it was kind of anticlimactic, I think was uh, what I was feeling after all the, all the travel possibilities and all the tiebreaker scenarios it just kind of fizzled out. Uh, I think you go back to that Saturday game against Darren Blair and the way he pitched against them with, you know, with the strikeouts and everything. It, I, I think that was kind of a letdown for them. I think they expected a tough battle with Tehran on Sunday. I, I'm not sure they were expecting what they saw out of Blair. I think his performance caught them off guard. He got them to chase off the plate. and You know what? Miguel Cabrera was up front afterwards saying, yeah, he – he got us a chase, and we never adjusted. You know, blame us in part for it. You know, he pitched well, but we also didn't catch up to him. Well, you know, the offense, uh, you know, it was, it was obviously riding high uh, going into those those couple of games there in Atlanta. And, but really, this, this is an inconsistent off, offense all season. I guess it's maybe a, a fitting end there, the way the last couple of weeks played out. Yeah, you know, it, uh, it's amazing how an offense that – I think the previous six games, they were averaging like six runs a game. It might have been exactly six runs a game. And to get what little they got there, and I know you know it's an American League team and National League City, and you don't have Victor Martinez in there. And that's a big bad out of your lineup. But still, I think you expected more out of them in those two games. Um, J.D. Martinez fell into a slump probably at the worst possible time. He made some hard contact on some balls. But, you know, he had the double play in the eighth inning uh, on Saturday. Uh, he had six consecutive strikeouts, I think, during the string between Friday and Saturday, something like that. Uh, they, they were healthy. But, you know, Nick Castellanos, even though he was back, was still getting his timing back. He was maybe even a little better than what you would have expected from a guy who hadn't seen much slide pitching outside the instructional ball for almost two months. And it just, uh, it, it really kind of was a letdown. And I, you wonder if it'll have any impact on what, if anything, they decide to do in the off season. Uh, it's an offense that when it's on can mash a lot of good pitching and can put up scary run totals, but it also seems prone to deep slumps that they struggle to get out of. And when you have quality starting pitching, 
which they have the makings of certainly going into next year, you can weather some of those slumps, but you wonder if some of these swings are a little bit too wild for their liking. Obviously, back uh, 2015 was a, a really disappointing year, and it led to some really hard decisions at the trade deadline, and it, it seemed like the, the Tigers were taking a competitive step back at that point. But then they took a major step forward in, in terms of the effort to contend uh, for 2016 in terms of what they did in free agency last year with Justin Upton, with uh, Jordan Zimmerman. As you as the season is over at this point, you kind of reflect on, on 2016 as sort of the autopsy report on uh, what went right and what went wrong here. What, what's your kind of final analysis of, uh, of why this club didn't make it back to October? Well, I think it took a while, but the starting pitching eventually went right for them by and large. Justin Verlander, yeah. I, I think, bounced back and then some. Uh, I think just as important, maybe if not more so, you had the emergence of three quality young starters, which I think gives them an awfully good foundation, those four guys going into next season. Uh, what went wrong, and I think I wrote about it, besides the peaks and valleys of, of the offense, I think you can look at some of the offseason acquisitions and they didn't have the impact you would have expected going into the season. Um, Mark Lowe really was a non-factor all season. Uh, he was pretty much put in the back of the bullpen for mop-up duty for all but maybe the opening month. Jordan Zimmerman had a historically good opening month then battled injuries and never quite found his form from there. Mike Pelfrey, I think I did the numbers. It was like four quality starts in 21 or 22 outings. Just you know, an amazing ratio of, uh, of, of just mediocrity. And I think the step forward they thought they saw in him just never quite came to fruition. Uh, it really was. Now, Francisco Rodriguez, I think, by and large, worked out. Uh, he had his ups and downs, and certainly that blown save against Kansas City down the stretch is something that's really going to haunt these guys for a while. But I think, by and large, he, you know, he was a, a success, but there were a lot of pitching moves there that really had either mixed or negative results. Back, we're recording this on the Tuesday after the regular season wrapped, and who knows if... Uh... This information will become dated in a matter of uh, minutes or hours or days or what. But uh, obviously, Brad Austin's situation is a talking point right now. Uh, the team has an option on him for 2017. Uh, what do the tea leaves say right now about that situation? Uh, I think the, the instinct is that he's going to be back, uh, at least on the option, if not maybe even a, a contract extension to avoid the, the lame duck uh, scenario going into next season. If it's a general manager's decision, I expect he'll be back. I think Al Avila thinks a lot of Brad and the job he's done. thinks he's become a far better manager than he was when he started out. He's far more adept, I think, in managing and pitching staff. And I think just as important, he's shown a really good ability to develop young talent and to work with it. And that's something that means a lot to the squad when you look at the long-term plan. Uh, I know we talk a lot about the win-now mantra and how it's the same goal every year, but this, you can see this club transitioning into the idea that they're going to have to win with more homegrown talent when you look at what they've been able to do. Now, granted, Andrew Norris and Matt Boyd and Fulmer were all trade acquisitions, but they also developed under – 
Brad's watch and other organizations' watch. So I think to, the way they developed this year, the way James McCann has developed as a game-calling catcher, the way Nick Castellanos blossomed this year at third base, you can see progress made by young players under this manager that I don't think you've seen under managers around here in a long time. Yeah, that's that's vital uh, as they move forward. And you mentioned uh, the three young guys in rotation. That's going to be huge for them. Michael Fulmer, of course, uh, a, a Rookie of the Year candidate, legitimately so, uh, for 2016. But let's talk about a couple of mainstays who really had nice years back. Uh, Justin Verlander, obviously, uh, was was a big key to this club. Uh, you know, remaining competitive down the stretch and even pitched great on the final day of the season. Didn't get any run support, but pitched tremendous against the Braves and. I'm sure he'll get some Cy Young uh, consideration. Uh, all these things are, are great, just considering his, his you know, meaning to that franchise. And they really, you know, they, they went after it for 2016 in large part because of what Justin Verlander showed them in the second half of 2015. Yeah, yeah we've talked for a couple of years now about how Verlander was going to have to transition into this next phase of his career, kind of being the, the aging starter. And, it's funny looking at it now that you know, he's kind of stubborn about how he could get his stuff back. I think when you look at his season on the whole, he got his stuff back, certainly velocity-wise. And I think he took that next step into developing that more mature pitcher. I think his slider is a bigger weapon as a pitch than it's ever been before. I think the curveball's tighter, and I think he has a better idea how to mix his stuff to go after hitters. He's not just that guy who's going to blow hitters away anymore. He's a guy who can really sequence his pitches and really kind of trick some guys when, when he has to. And I think that it not only means a lot for the short term, I think it means a lot for what you can expect out of him for, for the next few years as he uh, matures into his mid-30s. Well, speaking of uh, mid-30s, Miguel Cabrera is there and his age 33 season, you know, it was. It's hard to expect this sort of thing from a guy if he gets to his mid thirties. The 9.56 OPS. He posted up for 158 games. I know there were some fits and starts within that back, but you know, by and large, another you know huge season for Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, it's, uh, the way his his uh, last few seasons have gone has kind of helped that tradition. At the end of the year, I I ask him uh, what was hurting down the stretch because it seems like he's more willing to be honest about how much he was playing hurt once it's all over than he is as he's going through it. And he said, yeah, the right ankle is bothering me again. I'm going to get checked out here uh, you know, once we uh, get get home and once we kind of get separated from the end of the season. So he he hit 347, I think, with all those home runs and all those RBIs in September. He won AL Player of the Weekend, AL Player of the Month honors. On, on a bum ankle again. Now, we'll see if it's as, it's as severe as it was last time out, you know, a couple of years ago. It's, I, I don't know yet, and certainly I don't think he does. But it, uh, I think it says a lot, again, about how much this guy just answers the bell, whether he's healthy, whether he's hurt, and, and just the pure hitting comes through. And it takes a lot to slow him down, and he, he doesn't show signs of a career slowdown anytime soon. Yeah, it's actually interesting. I mean, if you told me going into the year that the Tigers would get over 300 games, uh, over 60 home runs total from uh, from Miggy and Victor Martinez, 
and, and Justin Verlander will have the season he, he'll have. I mean, that 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 was kind of the backbone of this club, right? And, and question marks with, with all those guys in terms of yeah, yeah. And, and don't forget, you got three home runs out of Justin Upton too, or thirty-one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's you look at the the end of season numbers and you kind of take the ebbs and flows out of it, and a lot of guys met or well surpassed expectations going in. Uh, it's it's kind of impressive to, to think how many of those guys things went well for, but it also says a lot that they weren't able to make the uh, postseason with that. You kind of wonder, I mean, we know where this club is at in, in terms of the finances and, and the, you know, locked into certain contracts, and it just doesn't seem like there's going to be a, a lot of sweeping changes because between the, the contracts uh, for the established players and, and then, as we mentioned, some some young pieces that uh, you know began to assert themselves here in 2016. You just don't see a, a lot of wiggle room for change. Yeah, I mean, if there was anything, if there was going to be any big changes, I think it would be on the, you know, maybe looking to trade away some veterans while the market might be hot. I haven't gotten any indication that that's going to happen yet. I know there's been a lot of speculation that payroll could go down since they did end up paying luxury taxes here. But keep in mind, we still don't know what the luxury tax threshold is going to be for next season, given that you know there's not any CBA yet. Uh, I think that could have a big impact on what the Tigers decide to do once you get an idea of one way or the other what that uh, what that mark's going to be as far as at what point you have to pay taxes. Um, I think it also helps that they had a lot of their problems have some sort of internal solution. Uh, you look at the bullpen, Joe Jimenez is knocking on the door. Even though he didn't get the call down the stretch this year, I suspect he'll be given every opportunity to try to make the club out of spring training. And if not, he's only going to be an hour away in Toledo. Uh, you've got Jacoby Jones, who could be of help in center field and third base, depending on what they decide to do, um, certainly with Cameron Maven's uh, contact option. You've got more pitching coming up the pike. I think you know it's 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 an improving system. It's not quite where they want to be yet. That's going to take a couple more years. But you can finally start to look at prospects they're developing, and you're looking at them as future tigers, not future trade pieces. All right, there you have it, uh, Jason Beck, wrapping things up here for 2016. He's done a great job covering the Tigers all year for MLB.com. Be sure to check out his work throughout the offseason. I want to thank him for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.